This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Very, very special honor for us to have uh, the Rosh Hashiva, um, Rav Lopiansky, with us for uh, to share Divrei Torah Hashkafa with us. I also want to uh, especially welcome uh, Yitzi Sher, uh, Rav Yitzi Sher, who uh, who learned here how many years ago? Twenty years ago. Um, very special to have him here with us as well. Um, Rav Lopiansky. Um, is a um, is really world renowned, a world renowned Tamil Chacham, a world renowned uh, Magashir, a world renowned Baal Hashkafa. And um, Hashem, we get a, we get a lot of speakers here, and uh, but uh, really to have uh, Rabbi Lopiansky with us is a tremendous, tremendous honor. Um, Rabbi Lopiansky is someone who uh, who breathes and lives Torah from very early in the morning till very, very late at night, has a tremendous amount of hashpa. Um, and thousands upon thousands of people is a rov's rov in every sense of the word is a real uh, leader of Kal Yisrael and uh, without further ado the big schuss to have it will be asking with us good morning everybody it's nice to see Eulam and uh, especially the, the Silver Spring contingent and uh, <coughs> we have a great Akar Satover of Sher is one of the big, big kochos in Yeshiva and this is where it started and we have a lot of Akar Satov to the place. I, I was asked to address the topic of what's the importance of learning Gemara. It seems to be like the hardest, driest, least important in life of all the things we do. Halachas, yes, we understand we need to do it. Um, we need. We, we understand that we need to do Ashkafa, We need to understand what we believe in. But Gemara, it seems to be dry, not that relevant. Unless somebody wants to become a big posek or rav, and so on. I told him I don't think it's re- relevant to anybody over here. I think everybody here is, is extremely excited about learning Gemara and so on. But Chazaka, that they probably un- understand what to talk about. So we'll talk about that. And the truth is, it, it seems to be universal. Um, a Gemara is the most difficult in many ways and we're going to try to get some understanding why it's important. I want to give two approaches that address two different issues and 
understand why each one addresses a separate issue why it's really crucial to to get a handle on the skills knowledge and to get over the hump where it actually becomes enjoyable the one thing you do see is anyone who is learning in any meaningful way later in life it's Gemara Gemara oriented it's 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 with the skill set that you got in Shiva. I want to try to explain one why it's important um, on a more practical level and why it's more important on an emotional level. First of all, let's ask ourselves: all of us are um, going to go into some field or another, one doctor, a lawyer, business, and whatever. So, I know many of us have articulated this to our parents so why in the world do I need to know if I'm going to medicine who cares about physics who cares about literature who cares about history why don't you do any history why don't you do geography why don't you do anything and yes when we go through school but A, A when we have children we certainly will make them go through it and B down deep we know there's, there's a justification for it and trying to understand why so let's give a muscle, let's give a little bit of, of, of a, a picture. Imagine you landed from somewhere in the sticks of New Zealand. You're, you're, you're an aborigine from Australia. You never saw a car in your life. And you see a car and it's quite neat. You'd like to drive a car. So somebody says, okay, we're going to sit down and learn about motor, combustion, etc. And you say, do me a favor, I just want to drive a car. You give me all the instructions you could possibly come up with. When to push this, when to pull this. I have a fantastic memory. And I, I will remember it all in an in, instant. Push, pull, turn, and so on. Without having a clue as to what you're doing. Most of us would feel extremely uncomfortable because we're an outsider doing things we don't understand and have no sense of what we're doing with our mind. We're like a robot. And most of us feel extremely, extremely uncomfortable doing something robotic. We're built to do things with our mind. So if we have standing of how a car works, so I may not, I, I can't give you all the equations on, on, on the relationship, on the torque of the transmission, but I, can, I know what I'm doing. I know when I'm pulling and pushing, I know what I'm doing. So um, it makes me an intelligent participant in whatever I'm doing. None of us would like the experience, God willing, we'll all be healthy and hale, I may have asked him. But you expect there'll be medical issues over a lifetime. You don't want to go and look for medical attention where the only thing you know is the white pill or the yellow pill or the blue pill. Um, you want to understand. You, you, again, you don't need the details and the professional um, knowledge, but you want to be an educated participant in the process. So you know what a liver is, you know what a kidney is, you know what a heart is, and you have a real sense of it. And it's true about history also. Yes, when you're studying for history final, you really wish history didn't exist. I know that. But now that you're sitting back and you know nothing about what happened yesterday, from yesterday, 5,000 years back, zero. You begin to feel strange. You begin to want to know where does everything come from? Who made the countries? 
How did they get to be that way? Why are people fighting? What's this about? What's that about? Why do Arabs act like that? What do they want? How long have they been around? The things, anybody who has some sort of seichel, some sort of brain, <coughs> wants his brain and intelligence to be an active participant. And more than that, our mind rebels against stuff that's just, you know, do this, do that. Um, I, I never, you know, I never had a great interest in housework. Whatever my wife said to do, I did. It was done because it admits of doing what you're supposed to do, and that's it. I, when I took on the job in Silver Spring, so I, the first Kufa, I traveled back and forth. I didn't bring the family. It was very, very difficult. My kids were different ages. So I had to fend for myself for the first time in my life. And so I didn't, you know, no one was telling me what to do. And then I slowly began to understand the amkus, why you have to wash out a pot when you finish using it, because if you wait till tomorrow, you need a hydraulic drill to get the stuff <laughs> off. So it dawned on me, now I hop what it's about. And if you don't dry up a, 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 a puddle of water, it collects everything, all the dirt and dust and all the, and all the flies. So slowly I began to get the lumbus of housework <laughs> and it began to make sense. So, so and for me, it made me a lot more interested in doing what I'm supposed to do because I understood what it's about. You know, it's, so we, anybody who's a person with a drop of seichel and das rebels against doing things that are not seicheldic. The Ramchal, who wrote the Mesul Sisharim, um, was an extraordinarily structured mind, and, 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 and everything had to be laid out just so. And it's one of the reasons why his firm are so popular, is because he structures things. He wrote one of the main sfarim nashkafa is called Derech Hashem. I'm sure many have seen it, might have sure in it. It's, it's a sefer that spells out the basics of Emunah in almost outline form. Sections, chapter, subchapters, and so on. He writes in his Akdama, it's very possible that you will not find anything in this sefer you didn't know before. But the Sefer has a tremendous advantage. And he gives two advantages, two points he brings out in his Akdama. One is that, the, he says, the mind rebels against unrelated information. So for instance, if somebody would give you a list, if you ever read like a big novel, when you start the novel, there's a list of 50 characters and who they are and what they do. I, I'm not sure the type of people that read that and memorize that, but it's got to be an extraordinary type of person because I know very few people that would enjoy or be able to memorize a list of 50 names that, are, that have no story to them. When you read the novel, if it's an engaging novel, you, you're going to, the characters will take on life, and then you'll, you'll be able to make that list. <coughs> it's one of those areas where I think people get it wrong, people who learn Gemara get into it, love it a lot, they know very little about the history of Meroyim and Tanoim. And every so often there's a massive outcry, you know, how terrible it is, some say learn Gemara. The first thing you should do is teach the history of Meroyim and Tanoim and then learn the Gemara. The answer is there will be zero interest in it 
and zero ability. If someone were to give me a mind-boggling name of a few hundred Marayim Tanoim, it's meaningless to me. And unless you have a mind that just remembers like, like a machine, you, it's not going to be able to remember it. You, 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 what you do is you learn the Gemara. Now all of a sudden, how come Abayah is always arguing with Rav? Why were they always and Rav and Shmuel? And why is Rav sometimes called the Tana? So the information forces you to structure it. So he says, when I tell you a hundred facts about uh, it has, the mind rebels against disorganized information. When it's laid out for you, A leads to B, and B leads to C, and C needs D as, 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 as an auxiliary piece, and, 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 and D is the bottom line of it, you, you begin to be able to, um, to understand it. It's just like if somebody gave you a hundred pieces of a puzzle, and each pe- they're separate, and you have to memorize those pieces, they ask yourself, what scene is it? You, you wouldn't know. You click the pieces together in the right order, you see the scene in front of you. So the first point that he makes is, and I think that's a very important point, and a critical point is, the mind rebels against information that's disconnected. He says a second reason, it's not so relevant to what we're saying, but I think it's important just to bring it out. He says, many times, there's the information is stored in the structure. For instance, if I say Ruvain ate a pot of cholent, Ruvain had a stomach ache. Those are two pieces of information that that's all they are. But if I tell you Ruvain had a stomach ache and then ate cholent and then had a stomach ache, something comes out of that information. May or may not be a cause and effect, but at least I, I get a sense of a connection. Understanding what is the shorish, the root, and what comes out of it is extremely informative in itself. That's his second point, less relevant to what we're talking about. So, we hope to be Erlich Yidin, Hashem. We hope to do what's right. That, I think, is common. Everyone does a common nominator. If our practice in Yiddishkeit in the world of Allah is the rabbi said, my rabbi said, do this, do this, do that, it, it, it becomes onerous. It's, it's, it's a burden that you really can't live with. It's, it's, it's like memorizing phone numbers. One of the mnemonic devices for memorizing a long list of words that are not connected is to make a story that connects <coughs> them. So the trick for many, one of those memory tricks is you have this long list and you make like an outrageous story that connects all the pieces and that sticks in your memory. But when you learn a sugya, and you begin to understand, it's not, it's a crackpot, good for Shabbos, not good for Shabbos. The art school sitter says yes, and the current sitter says no, or vice versa. That's, that's a hard way to live life. It, it, it's something that you'll, 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 you'll feel stifled, it's just things thrown at you. When you understand the underlying structure of halacha, even if you are not at the point where you, where you can um, do it yourself and so on, at least you, you're, you have a sense of what's driving a car. You may not know what's wrong exactly with a car, but you have a sense. You, you know where the problem lies, and you, and, you, and you have a sense of it. It's a different experience when something is dumped on you without rhyme or reason, and your body participates, but not your mind, versus you're an educated consumer, an educated participant, and your mind is part of the process. So the first reason why Gemara is so important, it, it helps you become part of the process. 
Even a sugi you didn't learn, but if you learned how to learn a sugya, and the sugya is also off the Gemara, you have the ability, when you, when you have a big tumult about a, a belech of sorts, and you really are annoyed at all the different shittas and trying to understand what's happening, you pick up a Gemara, you spend an hour and learn it, you have a sense of what's going on, and, it, and it's a different world in being able to participate in it and, and do what you're supposed to do. That's one area that learning Gemara is vital. There's a second area. This is much more of an emotional <coughs> component to it. Um, we are supposed to connect to Kaddish Baruch let's, um, let's take as a marshal a connection to human being. We can connect physically to a person. That connection is a physical connection. We can connect in a general sense. I like the guy, nice guy, good person, fine person, pleasant to be with. That's a connection. But an ultimate connection with a person is called Kirvas Hadas. So you talk to somebody and you find that your ideas, ideals, and feelings, and deep feelings, resonate with the other person. One of one of the one of the expressions when people are going out on a shidduch and things are going well, there's an expression that you almost hear invariably, we really understand each other. We really get each other. In other words, when our das, our sense of things matches up, you feel the most panemistic akasha you can with the person. And even the friends, the very close friends we have, it's because it, it's, we may disagree on things, but the way we think about things, our axiomatic, um, our axioms about life are, 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 are similar. That's, um, the, that's a Kesha. With the Rebbeinah Shalom, there is no physical Kesha, obviously. Hugging a Sefer Torah is an expression of love. The physicality of it is, is not relevant. Even emotional Kesha, I can love a Baruch because of the good he's bestowed upon me, that's a kind of one-way street. It, it's not really connected. It, it's, it's gratitude. It's things of that nature. But I can't really call that a Kesha. The only way we could call a Kesha is when we think alike. Kaviyahu. In other words, HaKadosh Baruch Hu put something in this world that he called Chachmaso Yisbarach. However, we'll understand it, but this is appropriately in our mind, in our understanding. This is Akadosh Baruch's understanding. That's in this world, and we have access to it. Now, if we just accept the facts and dictates given to us, that's fine. We're doing what we're supposed to do. But there's no meeting of the minds. There's no connection. I'm not thinking like HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and, and like HaKadosh Baruch has put into this world, and therefore I'm not connected. <coughs> when I learn, when my mind thinks Kaviyot, like the Chachma HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us, then our minds overlap. We don't have that in Halacha Psukah, 
we have that in the thinking process, which is the Torah Shabal Peh, the Gemara that we have. That, you know, every thinking is a type of logic. It, it's a type, a way of looking at things. What is similar? What's dissimilar? What's considered proven? What's disproven? What's right? What's wrong? Dine Mominus is complex. Everybody has a general sense that you're not allowed to take something out. Yours and you have responsibilities. But more specific than that, what are my responsibilities? The difference between Grom and Garmi and, and Mazik Biyodayim. The difference of love responsibility of a Shomer, different Shomer, Mazik, um, you know, all of these, all of these things, they're, they're a certain way of looking <coughs> and approaching things. And therefore, the only place we can get that part of it is in the Gemara. Because the Gemara exposes us to the thinking process of Torah, as opposed to the bottom lines of Torah. It's just like when you look at the answers in a math book, all you get is the answers. You're not part of the math process. But when you, when you do the problems the way it's, 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 the way it's spelled out in the book, you become part of that process. You become included and you begin to get it, you begin to understand it. it, it there's something about it that clicks in on, on, a, on a much deeper level. That is the critical piece of connecting Kaddish Baruch Hu. The Rambam in Sefer Mitzvahs speaks about the mitzvah of Abbas Hashem. And the Rambam, so, so the Rambam differs slightly in Mishnah Torah and in Sefer Mitzvahs how he describes the mitzvah of Abbas Hashem. I don't think there's a machlokas, I think it's just in different aspects. In Mishnah Torah, it speaks about looking at Hashem's tremendous chachmah and being awed by it. In, in, in the Sefer Mitzvahs, he has a little bit of different description. And I'm putting a little bit into it, I'm just sort of putting in what I think is, is a vakdama, but I think this is what he means. When I say I love somebody, what does that mean? There are two components. One, that I have a pleasant experience that one, two, that emanates, that arises from my closeness to the person. So if I say I love this person, that person, it means any closeness to this person creates a, tr- a, 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 pleasant, a pleasantness in me. If it's a good being with him, schmoozing with him, doing things with him, gives me pleasure. That's called Avam. The Kirva gives a Taino. In HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the kir- there is no physical Kirva like we said. The emotional Kirva of feeling gratitude is a one-way street in a sense. Doing what he says, again, it, it, it's a certain Kirva, but the ultimate Kirva is when my thinking and Kaviyach HaKadosh Baruch Hu's thinking meshes one with the other. And that's why it gives such a close chibur. I, I want to finish this piece with uh, a quote from the Tanya. Tanya says an extraordinary description of Talmud Torah as opposed to mitzvahs. He says every mitzvah that you do, I'll use his ex- words, an or a, a divine light surrounds you. In other words, it's not internal. It's external in a very positive way. HaKadosh Baruch Hu envelops me. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, takes me around with his Kedusha. When I'm learning Torah, so two things happen. 
I, my brain is absorbing HaKadosh Baruch Hu internally, and I, in turn, am being surrounded by an aura from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He said, it's the extraordinary experience of hugging and being hugged by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the way he describes it. So learning, specifically Gemara, which has given me the ability to sink my mind into, into uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Torah, is the extraordinary Kesha Nafshi, the extraordinary emotional Kesha that nothing else will give you. So we've outlined two areas where it's so important to learn Gemara. One is to be an educated consumer, an educated citizen in the world of Taira. So the mitzvahs we do, we understand what we're doing. We may not know the exact psaac and so on, <coughs> but it's something that we're, we're comfortable with. Two, it's something that the process itself of thinking like HaKadosh Baruch Hu thinks, so to speak, that creates a cash that's really, really extraordinary. And like I said before, there's also, those are two fundamental things. The Misa, we've seen in yeshivas, generation after generation, the part that absorbs people's energies, passions, emotions, is learning Gemara. It takes quite a while till you get there. You know, me, al Hashem, first there's the vocabulary, there's, there's the grammar, the passing, the words. You, then you need to know enough so that you make intelligent comparison, <coughs> that you get the shakavatari, you get the flow of the sugya, so that you understand it's not just a, a, a chain of disjunct uh, pieces. Yes, I, I know the struggle to get there, but the empirical evidence is the places where Talmud Torah thrives and flourishes deal specifically, it, it, it's specifically where, where, where you have this participation in the process of halacha. The back and forth, the energy, the, the passion, all of that is part of it. S- and so, yes, Baruch Hashem, you know, it, it, this phenomenon of, being, of taking off a year or two to come and learn is relatively new. I know to you 20 years sounds not so new, but, it, you know, when I was growing up, it didn't exist. And people never had this experience. And except for people who went to Shiva full time and dropped everything else, there was this this year of taking this idea of taking a year or two or three mm-hmm. days to stroll, then continue with a career, didn't exist when I was growing up, and people remained wonderful people, but there was a, a, a tremendous dissatisfaction of, of being encumbered by things they didn't understand, lacking that fire of of being able to sit down with Gemara, roll up your sleeves of Chavrusa, and and sort of lock horns with a Chavrusa. That wasn't there, and they missed out. Baruch Hashem Kashbrochu gave us a tremendous gift. And yes, I know the road up is tough, because there's a lot of judge stuff to do till you get to the top. But, but I can assure you, you don't need to take my word for it. Walk into the Midi Shiva Beis Medrash, and look at what goes on. And ask yourself, you know, walk, not in the Beis Medrash, in the Bote Medrashim. Each one has a few hundred. Walk in and see what it's like. Ask yourself, would I like my Torah and my connection to Yiddishkeit to have the energy and vitality I see here? And if your answer to that is yes, nobody would like to live the next 80 years doing zeros We would like to be happy, energetic, passionate about what we're doing. This, the empirical evidence is in all the Bhattamadrashim of the Mir and all the wonderful yeshivas. Bez Hashem, so go through what you need to do to get there, but Bez Hashem, once you get there, the question, you'll have wondered what the question was ever about, Bez Hashem. Batzlacha.
Anyone have uh, questions on this topic? The band can ask too. <laughs> <laughs> It just introduce yourself. What's your name? Where you're from? I'm Ben Kaplan from Baltimore. Okay. Close. It's, uh, not quite Washington, but, but close enough. <laughs> um, I just wanted to ask, um, both about Gemara learning in general, how would you incorporate Eden learning versus Bikiyas learning into this, into this model? So, um, Bikiyas learning, I, I had a Rebbe once who was an extraordinarily wise person, a big tzaddik, and Reb Zayd Lepsin's friend of mine was his name, and he was my 11th and 12th grade Rebbe and, and in camp. I got a lot from him. So he, we once asked him, what's more important, Bikiyas or Ian? So he said, um, so he asked us, imagine you need um, a washing machine repairman, and you have a choice of two washing machine repairments. One of them has all the supplies you need, but has no idea how to fix a washing machine. The one knows how to fix a washing machine has no supplies. Which is better? The answer is neither. The washing machine is going to stay broken with either one. <laughs> so he said, if you don't know how to use the pieces, they're just piece of information, you're not there. And if you are, and, and if you if you brilliant know how to do it, but you don't know anything, you're also going to. So it 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 becomes more of a technical balance, which a rebbe can advise you. You need more experience. You need to learn how to focus more. But in the big picture, it's knowing everything and understanding what you're doing really comes hand in hand. I had a friend of mine who was very, very smart. Um, but I, I guess, you know, he was a young didn't know the halacha so much. He, he had a shaila and he went to ask Rebel Yashif. Those that Rebel Yashif took, you know, he was a, he was a posik where you could just w- walk in. I mean, he had his hours and he asked. So he asked him a question. I think it had to do with Dina Mummer, so he had a vested interest in getting his way. Rabbi have told him whatever it was. So he started arguing with Svaris with Rabbi Yashif. And Yashif Kadushar Yashif is very sad. He said, My dear young man, you're a Goyen and Svara and an absolute Amaras and Gemara. He said, It's a Mephurish Mishnah, but Metziah. And there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> Next. You know, like, like, so so it's, it's on the big picture, it's going to come together. The big people that I know, at, at some point in life, it's one and the same. But technically, a, a Rebbe can advise you, you need more basic skills, you need more trying to figure out how to do things. Yes, you want to tell us who, cool, and I, I don't know who. Okay. What, 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 should a, what, should a, what should a Talmud's mindset be as he goes in the morning say Should his mindset be, I want to become educated, I want to get a cash with a Kodesh Baruch or maybe uh, something else? So. The, 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 um, in, in the literature world, especially like Nefsha Chaim, they tried to de-emphasize, f- normally speaking, the words like a Keshur HaKadosh Baruch Hu belongs to our emotional sense of things. The what's Pshat in the Gemara, and I think he doesn't know what he's talking, belongs to our more Seichel and that type of Koach. The way, again, the way the, the our Masaris is, you, f- you form that image of a Keshe HaKadosh Baruch Hu at, at a different phase. In other words, Musa Seder, a Sicha. You know, you, when you take time out and ask yourself, what am I doing here and why am I pushing so hard? In the learning itself, it was tackle it, you know, put your energy into it, fight about it, talk about it, and so on. So 
the, the, that Kesher, Nachagash Baruch was an extremely critical piece, but it should be done as a Hakidama to learning, n- not, not attached to it. That was my Chinat, that was my Mesaurus. What? Hillside, New Jersey. Yeah. So if, uh, does does Rabbi agree? Sorry, does Rabbi agree that learning, uh, starting to learn Gemara in fifth grade is the proper thing to do? At least I don't know. I don't know. So I'll, I'll, the first thing is, I have limited knowledge specifically about that. The the, the one thing, the the, the the parameters that should guide a chinuch system is as follows. Gemara is very critically important. In other words, it's not something to offer as a side course in Talmud in 11th grade. You know, it, it's Kaim Chayenu. On the other hand, sometimes the push to start young because a competitiveness not grounded in Chinuch is what's driving you. I, I want to tell you something interesting. The Mishnah says, Ben Chamesh, the Mikra, Ben, you know, the Mishnah, Ben Chamesh, says for Gemara. I find, it's, so I have a little bit more of a sense of kids in high school. Even an extremely bright high school kid who's learning Yom Valaylak and doing very well, he, somehow you don't feel he gets it till about the age of 15. He, he can tell you over Reb Chaim, I've, I've heard kids say by Mr. Josh they're marvelous and they, and they, they know the pieces. But sometimes you get a feeling whether somebody can say over something well or somebody lives it. Somehow, there's a Ben Chamesh I'm not always sure. I know the kids in Cheder learn how to read at the age of three and it's a year's process. The girls in school wait until they're five or six or whatever grade. It takes them five weeks to learn how to read. So, so you wonder what's driving that. So, so, so sometimes in, in places that are very stark and they become competitive. It's like in my mind starting pilpul of achronim early is not Yes, so it's wonderful when a little kid gets up and says, Reb Chaim, but a lot of times it's at the expense of knowing the sugya. So, you know, my, my mother, Alea Shalom, she came from a Polish background, she's very, there are a lot of common folk wisdom, and one of her favorite sayings was, anything preceded by the word to, T-O-O, is not good. Too much iyun, too much bikiyas, too much this, anything, nothing is good when it's overdone. So sometimes when you drive a kid, something that's not the fikachosov in terms of quantity or in terms of level of maturity, it's not productive. So I can't tell you specifically, but those, the parameters should be to realize how critical and important it is the earlier you get a start and the better it is. On the other hand, to understand the natural stages that a child goes through. Yeah. Does have any practical suggestions for an 18 year old who's struggling with Aramaic? He would like to be on fire with learning, but practically he sits down, he gets stuck every second word, and he's struggling. He wants to be at that stage already where he can enjoy it. Maybe he's worked hard for a month, he didn't. He has it. It's hard for him to see the payros. So we have some practical that they can do or be comforted in on their on their dera. So. I, I, I guess I'll offer a suggestion. We'll see. I'm not, I'm not a very practical person, so I'll just <laughs> offer a suggestion. Um, if, if, let's say, um, you can take something like a minchas chinuch on a piece that's limited in the pieces of information, but says something that strikes a person 
with its depth. I mean, one of the, in other words, if you have to master so much grammar and so much structure and so much words, for many people it's a long road and, and you die of thirst before you get to the well. And that's a problem. When you're able to give over pieces, I, I had, as a young boy, I don't remember how young I was, I had a friend of mine, so the school I went to was called RGJ. It was kind of a, we'd call it today, centrist maybe, I don't know if they had a lot of terminology. Those days they didn't have so much terminology, but it was a place that had a lot of very strong secularists and Limudi Kodesh. And so Limudi Kodesh wasn't as strong as, as a yeshivish place. I had a friend of mine who, for high school, went to the Mir in Brooklyn. We're very good friends. He's today one of the yeshivas there. And uh, he was about two or three years older than me. So every Shabbos, he would come back home for Shabbos. He would have a Seder where he would ask me a thought question. Like, he posed a problem from the sugi he was learning. He stripped it of the details and gave me, it only required two or three bits of information that I could handle without being overwhelmed by information. And I loved it. it. It was a big spur for me to get into learning because I just loved the idea. And I had to realize that if I want to be able to do it on a big scale, I'm going to have to master more stuff. But Mirchaz Chinuch is an excellent safe. And again, you need to pick pieces where the, the bits of information needed to create the idea is limited. And, you know, going through, I used to, we used to have it in, in, in Yeshiva by us. We have a high school in Yeshiva. The high school, I used to teach the seniors once a week, Mirchaz Chinuch. I would pick out, I went to the home and I picked out pieces that I felt had that quality. <coughs> and, you know, and I would present the information, ask them to come up with answers. Th- you know, they would, they would try. And, and I, I, I felt it was a very, it, w- it had a lot of value to it. Yes? I was like, he's, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. Uh, From where? From Green. Um, if you had like a, a two-year-old, <coughs> What? A 20-year-old. Yeah. Who's in the process of becoming a Baal Tshuva. He's very interested in Torah and Gemara and things like that, but doesn't have a lot of skills. If let's say you had a day to choose different classes to go to, would you suggest throw him into like a Gemara class and say, get, you know, get into the Gemara, you know, if you start learning, you'll start enjoying it, you'll get used to it, or would you like send him to more of a class, more shkafa, to get more of an understanding of, of Judaism? So... It, 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 it depends on a lot of factors. One of them, it, it depends on the personality of the person. It, it depends what's critical at this stage, how much time does he have. He, he obviously, he, he, if, if everyone has a gateway into Yiddish guide to learning, if his gateway will be, if he's the type of person that thrives in Gemara, and you see it after a short time, then the big emphasis should be on that simply because that's what he gets into. That's, that's, I know somebody in Israeli culture, he's not living anymore, a wonderful person, a doctor. He's safer that was kind of him, was Mishnabura. He was a kind of very duty-bound person. Like his whole Metzius was to do what's right, and exactly, he, he ran army hospitals. He would set up, like, his job was to set up army hospitals when they came to a new place. And his whole Metzius was, and the idea that there's a whole safer that tells you what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to do it, and this is right, there was, if he had time, he would learn Mishabur. That was his safer. Most people don't have that personality, but but if somebody is turned on by Gemara, then that should be the thing to work with. You, it, it takes, you know, people have experience in the field. 
some, we'll tell you pretty soon what's a good thing with this person, what's going to catch his attention. Yeah? Do the two reasons that Rebbe gave, does that suffice to tell us why the soul limit of all the yeshivas of Gemara? It, it does, it, there's, there is history behind it. it. The word, you know, any time, I always say a muscle, a person can swim between two rocks in a narrow crack. You can't navigate a ship that way. A, a ship needs a lot of space and with a lot of room for error because you're dealing with a huge thing that uh, institutions take on a life of their own. And there are back and forths. Volozhin Yeshiva had Chumashir in the morning, a half hour Chumashir. It was for Balabatim, and then they started doing it in Yeshiva. Exactly, I mean, the hemic David that we have is, is what we have. It's a combination of Pashanut and Musr and Ashkof and different things. Hard to label it with anything specific. Um, you then had the Musa movement, which, which swung things very strongly with a big emphasis for focus Ashkaf and learning certain Sepharim and working on yourself. It took up time and energy and for Kufa and Klayasol, the dominant figure in yeshiva was the Musa person. Most big yeshivas, the Mir, Rabbi Leizudl ran it and Rabbi Leizudl's Chachma navigated it, but Rabbi Rucham was the dominant figure in the Beis Medrash. Um, in, in, in Baranovich, Rebel Khanan and Rebel Yaakov were equally important figures in the yeshiva. Um, Slabotka the Alta and Rebbe Isaac Sher, who was a Roshiva, was a Musa personality first and foremost. It's away from that. I, I, you know, it, it, whenever you say the word soul, it's, it's scary because th there are, is more to Torah than just the Gemara. On the other hand, there was a tremendous apprehension in yeshivas not to turn them into philosophy centers and not to Darsh and Kabbalah Barabim. So I, I, it's, it's, it's hard any time something that's done by a big tzibur is never the perfect way, but it's always the best way, the safest way. So, so I mean, even take a look at something like our generation. So many people went to hear Rabbi Shapiro and got so much from him. Um, obviously myself, uh, an awful lot. But it never became part of yeshiva. It was, and, and, I, and then looking back in retrospect, I thought about it. That's the way, it was a good thing. You know, a, a yeshiva should not revolve around Ramchal, but you can't to have, to have build a door that has no shaykhs to it, it's unthinkable, um, and so on. So, Akadosh Baruch has his ways. Very, very, I mean, oh, we're talking about a big, a big scope of things. But my feeling is, it, 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 you know, there's, there's always, a, on a public, on a tzibur level, there's always a, 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 you know, a bias to one direction or the other. It, things tend to swing in, in, in a, towards a, a certain extreme. Yes? I'm sorry, this. I c your your name is Burzan. I thought you were Burzan. I, I I mean I, I could see a Burzan. Oh, now now we have a, a Yichus. Yeah, <laughs> it's wonderful when a person's Yichus is son. You know that's that's. Uh, <laughs> um, I yes. Correct. Right. That being the case, 
there's a flip side to that to the Yeshiva Shetarapod, the briskers are kind of children of the public and so on and so forth, that there's a different aspect of not just your own thinking, but my understanding of their thought to create a derech. I'm not going to create a derech. So, I mean, he's talking about opening up the door, and, and, and really, this is before we're at a point where we can say, okay, l- l- let's figure out an approach. I mean, he's talking about getting people a bit excited. There's one other, actually, safer or as far one of Soloveitchik's extraordinary abilities was to speak in for a group of hundreds of people who were not terribly educated in, 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 in um, you know, in Lumdis, or in, and, and his genius was, I mean, one of his many genius was, he could pick a topic that had some rich Lumdis to it, and yet required, either they were from Moed, where people were familiar with it, so, so the amount of new information needed to process was limited, or he would, he, there were some of his shurim on, on other things that, he, that were public. Also, it was an incredible ability to be able to take a point that, that could address him. I mean, it's, it was an incredible, but some of his tire on Mayad is a type of thing you can learn with a person, and you get a taste of Lambdas at a level where he's at least, it's talking about things in the shul, so you don't have to feed him about shtaris and kiem shtaris and 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 edis and 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 and, and trade trade. You you can deal with the things that he's already familiar with and bring out the point. So that, that's another s- s- set as far. But he's dealing with that gateway to get into the to get, to get a foot in the door. A derech is a sophisticated mahalach where these are kashin turutzim, these are kashin, these are kashin turutzim. Um, now. Somebody's holding by Reb Chaim or 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 or, or, or that that's that's much further along in the in the in the derech, you know. So I, I think what you're saying is right. Next, you know, Bez Hashem when 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 they're holding by the end of the second year, you know, not to get into the, the yeah. Many tell me that when when they're already getting serious about the learning, that they feel that in the is they feel like they could chazer and make a kinyan. Well, in Ian Shear, they might be inspired, uh, see the, you know, Chachma, but that ability to really, you know, make Kenyan uh, is, is very difficult and to do it and to feel such a sense of accomplishment. How does Rebbe, uh, besides the obviously encourage Chazara, does Rebbe have techniques for the Ian Shear so I'll, I'll tell you something. I, 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 I know. I'll tell you something we tried with us in Yeshiva. We used to take the Talmudin that came to us for post Yisrael for many years. We then started a few years ago taking from high schools, and you know, and it's a different, very, very different stage in learning. The um, so the first year I taught the first year, and and something I tried to do to address that issue was at the end of every week we, we try to finish a sugya. We tried, I, I told the Talmudim to write a, a paper on the sugya. What I meant was, sum up in your words, in an intelligent way, you have to present it to an intelligent person who doesn't know anything about the sugya. It helped crystallize for them the points. In other words, and I told them, Eon never has absolute answers, and that's what's frustrating. But knowing what the questions are, is is just as good 
You know, as a person says, this is the point of the sugya. These are the arguments about it, and these are the stodim that's there. The problems that we haven't resolved are A, B, C, and D. If a person can sum it up in those words, he has a feeling that he has something. Whenever science is always open-ended, you, you, never, you never close the circle because there's always a, the next piece. But, but the difference between not knowing because you don't know anything or not knowing in a way that you can identify what is and what's questionable is healthy. So I think if boys would love to present a chabura, it doesn't have to be a chiddush. If somebody in an intelligent way can get up and sum up the sugya, this, the point we deal with is this. It's based on a Gemara that says the following. The Gemara itself is not clear about this. Tosvis and, 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 the, and the Rajba argue how to approach the Gemara. The problems with Tosvis approach is this. The problems with Tosvis approach is this. Lahalacha, um, the Shohar brings this. If a person would feel that, if you would do that, and especially if you do it on his own, I, I think they would feel that they have something in their hand. Okay, I, I think I need to go. Okay, we said Hirschkrach. Okay, very nice. Bye, keep going.